What's the name for Fridays around these parts? Ryan Day. It is. It is Ryan Day, and uh, Ryan Stieg in with me, Tanner Hoops. Glad that you're along for this episode of the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tell you what, a lot to be uh, digging into today, but what's going on with you? Uh, it's uh, it's kind of a cloudy, slushy, gloomy day. It is and, a little bit, uh, isn't I'm, it? I'm hoping that's uh, not a sign for the night, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding, because we've got Northern uh, open up a very important series tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could use a good weekend of hockey if they want to you know, contend for home ice. Here's the interesting thing about that. I can't remember the last time where, like, other than the playoff series last year, like, where a trip to Alaska was actually pivotal. Yes, <laughs> this is meaningful hockey they're yeah, playing in Alaska. Yeah, it's like, it's usually like a throwaway, kind of like, okay, let's get some points kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Let's not look foolish, you know, against bad teams. But Alaska's third place, one point ahead of Northern, Sweep this weekend would be huge. It would vault them into the third. They're chasing down Bemidji. I mean, Minnesota State's got it locked up. There's mm-hmm. nothing there. But, I mean, trying to get a better home ice situation. So, 11 o'clock pup up. Tomorrow's only 9. Okay. So, that's not too bad. A little better. <laughs> I mean, it's still late. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's Saturday night. A lot of people are up around 9 o'clock still. So, so if it's 11 o'clock puck drop here, what's that in Alaska time? Let's see. 10 Central, 9 Mountain, Eight Pacific. It would be seven o'clock their time. Okay, and then tomorrow five o'clock. All right, I and guess it's not it's not too bad their time, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, right. it's like the eleven o'clock puck drop just does a number on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because there's no way it's going to get in the paper tonight, mm-hmm. which is disappointing. Right. Uh, so, and uh, since we don't print, both uh both the hockey results are going to be coming in on Monday morning. So that kind of bites, but. Uh, you know, we'll we'll make do. So what does that mean for you as far as tonight goes? Because that game probably gets over around you know, between one thirty and 2 this uh, I should say, tomorrow morning, technically. <laughs> yes. And then are you going to write the recap tomorrow night, or are you going to wait till Saturday to get some sleep? <laughs> well, um... Depends how the night goes? It depends how the night goes. If I'm, like, exhausted... You know, because I am working the desk tonight. Mm-hmm. So, but if I'm completely wiped out, I'll probably just type it like when I wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. But uh, if I still have energy left, <laughs> I, might, I mean, I'm, as soon as I'm done with the pages, I'll flip it on because I, you know, I have a subscription, so I'll watch like probably the second and third mm-hmm. periods. So, um, depends on how I'm doing. <laughs> Let's put it that way. What is it about Fairbanks that is making them so competitive this year? I think it's just they're a scrappy defensive team. And that's what they rely on. They're good on the penalty kill. They're good defensively. They're not really great on offense, which is something maybe like Northern can enjoy in a way this <laughs> week. You know, they're, it's not going to be like Cornell, where they've got a very good offense and a good defense. Fairbanks is a bad offense, but they're good on defense mm. and a good kill. So mm. Northern's problem, as Grant has reiterated, it's its power play. It's not looking good. Mm. It's struggling for some reason, despite the amount of offensive firepower they have. So um, part of it, like he said, if you read my preview, it was great. <laughs> shameless <laughs> they always plug. are. Yeah, yeah, shameless plug there. But it was, uh, you know, he's talking about how, they're shifting people around. You know, they got those transfers in, and they're trying to get them in the offense, trying to get this in them situation. So they're pulling people out of the power play unit and putting new people in, and they're wondering if that's a good fit. So mm-hmm. they're shifting a lot of people around. That could be playing a role. Um, but, uh, you know, last week was a chance for them to capitalize, as it was against Anchorage, and they really didn't. So, uh, But it needs to get going. This weekend would be huge because um, they're running out of excuses mm-hmm. at this point. 
How about goaltending? What does Anchorage? I'm sorry. What does Fairbanks look like this weekend? It's uh, well, I, I've made that mistake too. Mistake <laughs> the two teams because they're very similar. Um, you know, they're just two guys who are consistent. I mean, they're not flashy. Um, they're not gonna have eye popping stats. You know, like Dryden McKay does for for uh, Minnesota State. He's just, they're just consistent. They can stop the puck well. They're good on the kill. You know, can spot, get through screens, make saves like that. So, Northern just has a good goalie this weekend. I mean, they got two. It just mm. depends on which one they throw out right. there. And uh, just seeing what happens. They got to get shots on that. They, and, you know, Grant also said that they're trying for the pretty goals. Mm. They're, they're passing it, pass, 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 pass on the power play, and then finally shooting it instead of just getting shots on net. I mean, I understand if you don't, if you, you have like a bad screen in front of you, there's no way the puck's going to get through, then mm. pass it out. But it's like, if you've got a decent look, you know, throw it. You know, just mm. fling a shot out there. Because I've seen shots go in that shouldn't go in. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I look back at the uh, the Ben Newhouse goal against Minnesota State. Yep. He basically just went, uh. <laughs> And just and it managed to get by the Minnesota State. Whose was it that in the win against Sparty was that Lovin? Was that his goal? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Where I can't uh, remember who scored it though. I, I, was I, it Nardi? I think it might have been Demay. Um, Could have been. Yeah, but we were sitting. It was. Uh, it was NMU was up one nothing. They were wearing their golds for the first mm-hmm. time, which people still love. Them. Oh, I love them. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. love them. By far their most popular jersey. And then they. He just threw a puck on that. It was almost like a dump in. Mm-hmm. Like he was just, he skated across the blue line, up, oh, dumping the puck, and it managed just to <laughs> sail over Drew DeRitter's shoulder and it went into the back of the net. I mean, it was one of those where you're like, how did that go mm-hmm. in? And I feel like that's what Northern needs to get back to doing is just send pucks on that. Some of them are going to get in, mm-hmm. you know? So, but, you know, I've watched power plays where they practically lull you into sleep, but they're. They're trying to look for the pretty goal instead of just seeing what happens. Ryan, let's speculate ahead a little bit because in journalism, at least in radio journalism, I can be reckless and just say whatever I want most of the time. Not really, but I do. <laughs> um, so let's, let's within reason, yeah, yeah, maybe. Let's speculate though a little bit because the latest rankings have, I think, depending on the ranking, whether it's the media, whether it's a coach's poll, there are six, seven WCHA teams that are either ranked or getting votes. I mean this could be the year that the conference gets three into the NCAA tournament, depending how things play. I know that's what they're trying to. Uh, I know that's a big thing for the WCHA. They've either gotten one or two. They want to get three. There's a lot of potential there to get three. Um, I would say the teams with the best chance right now are Northern, Bowling Green, and MSU, obviously. MSU's mm. got it locked up. I mean, they had a postseason bid locked up like in late November <laughs> almost. Um, but they're yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there. If Northern can just... They've been looking really good the second half of the mm-hmm. year. And if they can continue that pace, they'll move up in the pairwise. They just... They can't lose games that they should win. Right. They can't lose to bad teams. And they... And, of course, playoff series. You don't want to get bound... If you get bounced in the first round, you can kiss your tournament mm-hmm. hopes goodbye. I mean, unless you're, like, three in the pairwise or something like that. Right. So, um, they just... As long as they keep the pace they're on, I think there's a good shot they get in. Um, but they just they have to be consistent. They can't have a flop. There was that stretch in November. Um, you know, there was the Fairbanks series, the Huntsville series, and it just even St. Cloud where they just didn't look that good. Mm-hmm. And then 
now they're starting to get back to where they were. And uh, if they play like that, I think they got a good shot. What was it that has been flipped at the halfway point of the season? What switch has Grant Petoni flipped that has helped this team get back on track? It's hard to determine, but I think they're just their confidence is back. Mm-hmm. You know, that win over Minnesota State was so huge just emotionally and mentally, because they had three weeks off. I mean, if you get swept and swept badly, Mm -hmm. you don't want to go into a break like that, because that's what you're going to be thinking about. And then they open up the break against a ranked Bowling Bowling Green team on the road, and they swept them and looked great during that Mm -hmm. series. So I think it was they just needed a spark, that little confidence boost, and now they're getting back to where they were, because sometimes you'll have a bad game, and you'll have another bad game, and it just like builds on it, and it just kind of sucks the life out of you, where now it's like they're clicking. I mean, yeah, you can make the case last Friday that they should have won that game. They were in control for a lot of it, but Saturday just didn't go very well. Mm-hmm. It was just good goaltending by Galaja, which is a weird name and weird spelling. Um, but, uh, you know, Corn- Cornell's good for a reason, and uh, but... There's a chance to get a sweep. It's hard to win in Alaska. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that's th- that might cause them to falter is the long trip. It, yeah, they can't a, have that a, it's, a, it's a time adjustment. They, um, but, you know, they should be used to it by now. Um, a lot of the players are veterans. They know how to deal with it, and it's just – but it just it's tiring. You got to make that adjustment. Mm-hmm. But they've been out there for a few days. Hopefully, yep. it's not going to affect them. And they left Wednesday so they can get acclimated a little bit, get their body clocks at least a little bit writened up, what have you. I'm jealous of them. They get to see those hype videos because Fairbanks always has the best hype videos, yes, best intro videos. Yes, they do. Uh, you know, we've mentioned on the show before, but Google the Fairbanks video Please from, do. A few years, from a few years ago. It's so, I mean, they had one that they first came out, and that was pretty good. And then they decided we're going to go all out and get the craziest intro we possibly can. And it was amazing. Yes, we were talking... Polar bears and fighting jets, uh, <laughs> leaping out of glaciers and destroying boats, firing <laughs> missiles at college campuses and uh, college football stadiums, and going through a massive time warp. Where wasn't yeah. the 2010 video the one where there's a polar bear in a fighter jet and he blows up Ohio State University? Yep, that's Do you the think one. they could make that in the modern day? I don't think so. I don't think they could. I'm surprised they could make it as recent as 2010. <laughs> well, I think it's more of a nobody pays attention to Alaska, so. <laughs> we could get away with it but you know so many people have seen that video mm-hmm. and it's viral and it's it all is just place. art absolute <clears throat> art and they also blow up miami and michigan state yep. and the funny thing is is i looked at those and i'm like why those schools because <laughs> i'm just like when you go after michigan because mm-hmm. it's like i mean state is state but back then ohio state was awful yeah and miami was okay but you're just like what made you pick those three <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you go after, like, Notre Dame? Because Notre Dame was the king, of you know. They were pretty good back then. Yeah, Notre Dame, Michigan, but I guess that's what they went with. So, What is the biggest thing, fundamentally, that this series is going to come down to this weekend? Well, like I mentioned before, it's going to be the power play, if they can finally get it going. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, don't fade. Don't falter. Just, you're playing well. You looked pretty good against the number one team in the nation. You've looked good. You know, you can maybe say... The Saturday game against Anchorage, it took a while to get going, and then they decided to have a third period where they just scored, like, on everything. But if they can't just slough off, they got to be able to... I mean, last year when they went to Fairbanks, 
they had a game where they didn't play very well, mm. and we needed the uh, the hat trick from Phil Ballou, where he scored like three times in the span of like two minutes, <laughs> including a bizarre. I think it might have been a shorty, where mm. like you're just like Phil Ballou scored a shorty. <laughs> so it was just it was just a weird stretch, and he uh, he still jokes when he, when I ask him about it, but it was uh, they they can't just flop out mm. there they got to be able to play well hey, through. speaking of phil a uh, nice honor for him this week yeah a little uh little academic the class thing. award the class award. i don't know what that stands for is that an acronym for something i wish i knew what it was <laughs> it's, it's one of those you know the c-l-a-s-s i mean it's kind of like the u-p-s-s-a right it's, i mean it just, stands for something we just don't know yeah, well yeah, about yeah, it we're happy I, for phil that he's yeah, up I mean, for it yeah it's like it's just a gigantic acronym that you know the class awards or the upses, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, people, it's just an acronym. Whereas, you know, he's, he's a classy guy. He's good in the classroom. He's, you know, respectful on the ice. I mean, he's, he's a guy that, you know, if he gets pushed, he'll push back. It's mm-hmm. quite funny if uh, somebody gets under his skin out there, but uh, he's, he's just a good all around guy. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why he's picked to be captain. Ryan, any other games around the league this uh, this weekend that Northern in particular could be keeping an eye on? Mankato Bemidji. Mm, <laughs> that would be it. That'd be the big one. Two ones right in front of them. Yep. The two teams that are in front of them, they're going to want to pick. It's, it's Flow Sports as Series of the Week, <laughs> which is funny because the last time they did that with, uh, you know, it was Mankato Northern, and they forgot to broadcast. <laughs> they had oh, broadcast geez. issues. On Friday night's game, they had so many broadcast issues that I had people just following my feed instead of actually <laughs> watching the game. <laughs> so it was it was really bad. But, uh, you know, that's their marquee series. It's going to be good. Mankato wants to still lock down first place. I mean, it's pretty secure, but just to fully, you know, get a big enough gap. And Bemidji's trying to prove something. Mm. They're second in the WCHA, but it's basically just because they're winning. Yeah, no one knows them. No one cares. No, they're just, they're just winning games. There's no real marquee win. Mm-hmm. There's no, which is why if you look at the pairwise, you you look and you're like, how is Bemidji second the WCHA and they're low on the pairwise? <laughs> and it's like because there's no real marquee win. They're not playing ranked teams mm-hmm. and so this is a chance for Bemidji to be just like hey we're here pay attention <laughs> to us you know we're in second place because we're we're fairly, playing somebody yeah we're play. you know we're a good team I mean the key is when Northern sees Bemidji over Valentine's Day weekend because um, that's their first chance I mean they don't go to Bemidji this year mm-hmm. it's the only time they're going to see him unless it's going to be in the WCHA playoffs and uh We'll see what they're made of, you know. I've I've tried to keep tabs them in the standings, mm-hmm. but it's like unless you see them on TV or you see them up close, you don't really have a grasp of it. They are like the Indiana Pacers of the WCHA or the one. hockey world. Like, they can quietly put together a good record, get up there in the standings, but nobody's going to care. Yeah, and there's, there's only no marquee star on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, Mankato is a ton, you know. And then Bemidji's like... They're just a solid team that's winning. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really to them that just we're like, wow, they're in second place for a reason. You're just like, they're just winning games. That's also like the Pacers yes, last year, especially just, after Oladipo. Yeah, yeah, just look and you're like, well, they're winning games, but there's nothing really special. You don't have an Oladipo, but thank God you've got Owen Sillinger on yeah. that team. <laughs> I tell you what. Everybody's like, who? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Let's take our first time out. When we come back, we got football and hockey, both with their all-stars on display this weekend. Plus, we know at least 10 on the basketball side. Next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Glad that you're along as always. We will have the stars on display this weekend, both in the NFL and the NHL. The bigger question is, does anybody care? Does anybody out there care? I, I care about the NHL. I, I like that. I love how there's so many reporters down there trying to get you amped up about mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl. Look, there's people there. Oh, yeah, know, we I, have skills competitions. Uh, They're playing dodgeball. Uh, yeah, let's get their thoughts on literally everything. No, it's no like, I do not care. I just... I. Once the playoffs are done, I mean, the Super Bowl people care about. But mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl, it's like, it's either the week. Remember when it was the week after the yep. Super Bowl and people cared even less? <laughs> Honestly, I liked it better then. Really? Because I like seeing the best of the best on one stage. And that's why I'm not as excited about the NHL game this year. Because either all the stars are hurt or all the stars just want the few extra days of rest. Yeah, Ovechkin wants his rest yeah. off. They don't care about it either. And there were two Red Wings players who were up for the fan vote, and they were just like, "Don't vote me, yeah, please I, don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to play in this." And it's like, it's reached that point. Mm-hmm. It, once it reached where nobody wants to participate anymore, do you really need it? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, yeah. I used to like the the NHL All Star well, Game, maybe yeah. the best because of their their format. Their, yeah, the, yeah, I the, loved the, it. The tournament format, the crazy mm-hmm. skills competition. But when you reach a point where like the players don't want to participate at mm-hmm. all, is like is this a time where you get away with it where you just like it's not worth it anymore? Right. I mean, the NFL, there was that brief period of time where the NFL was thinking about dumping the pro bowl. Mm-hmm. It was brief. But they decided to keep it around just because the ratings were bad mm-hmm. and people were, I mean, sports writers and sports casters all over were just like, this needs to go away. Mm-hmm. But they're like, well, maybe it should. But no, no, no. We we, we need the Team Rice, Team Deion <laughs> Sanders competitions. And that stuff was like the that. worst. That was the absolute <laughs> low point when it wasn't in Hawaii anymore. It was in Orlando and it was Team Rice against Team Sanders. It was the absolute low point in the Pro Bowl's history. Yeah, and it was just like... That's when it was like I think that was the last part where people were like, "Okay, be done with it." Mm-hmm. But it's like, "No, we're we're going to change it again. It's going to be worthwhile." And it's like the players don't care. I mean, no. even the starters don't show up. Mm-mm. I mean, it's just like you got guys will go to the Pro Bowl and be like, "I don't want to play here," and it ends up being the third stringer <laughs> that gets picked to the Pro Bowl ends up playing it. So even if you decide that. You're motivated enough to watch the Pro Bowl, which mm-hmm. do you remember that was it Verizon where the commercial was like the guy's like, you know, Verizon helped me into get in and watch, you know, the NFL Combine. I mean, how cool was that? <laughs> and I'm like, you're watching guys work out. I mean, th- th- that was the thrill for you. <laughs> you're watching them in a t-shirt and shorts and Run. yeah run, jump, mm-hmm. lift weights, and you're just like, that was the thrill for you? Mm-hmm. And you're, and it's like this thing. It's like, is anybody willing to pay money to watch the probe? <laughs> I mean, not to watch on TV, but pay to have a ticket and be like, this is what I want to spend my day doing. I feel like the NFL needs to pay me to do that. Yeah, yeah. Just like, okay, I'll give you like 75% off a ticket. <laughs> If you just show up so we can get our attendance figures, you can leave after the first quarter just to make it look good. It was, it was just, it's, 
I just don't understand it anymore. And and then the only ba- the baseball's the only one that can really market itself as mm-hmm. an all star game anymore. Right. And even then, people are even now people are just like meh. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I'll watch it because it's entertaining mm-hmm. in its own way. And then there was that brief stretch where like this one counts. Mm-hmm. Remember those? Right. Yeah. And then they got rid of that because that was like okay. Yeah. It didn't really matter in the end because. You fought for a home field advantage, and then the road team would end up winning, and you're just like, well, this is stupid. So, yeah. So I tell you what, the NBA is starting to get to that point where they don't even do the East-West thing anymore, which I guess I can live with. I get why they do it. But the best players actually want to go play, and that makes it more compelling. Yeah, and it's like, what makes the NBA want to do it? Exactly. And not the NHL. Mm-hmm. And the... What made me love the NBA All-Star game is the awesome steals competitions mm. they had. I love the three-point contest, and I love the slam dunk contest, because the stars were in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... I mean, Larry Bird was in the three-point contest That was contest so much better, year. even as little as 15 years ago. Yeah, and guys who were just... I mean, I think Ray Allen was in it yep. one year. I mean, guys who were known yeah. for shooting the three-point, not like... Guys who can shoot but don't barely play. I mean, I remember when Craig Hodges of the Bulls won it like three years in a row, and everybody's like, "Who is Craig Hodges?" <laughs> he was on the Bulls dynasty team. That was like he's like their twelfth man or whatever on the roster, and it's just. I mean, Mark Price was dynamite in that, mm-hmm. but people knew who Mark Price was. Right. It's like. It got sad after a while, and then the slam dunk contest, mm-hmm. when Jason Richardson is the oh, star boy. of the slam dunk contest. I mean, the guy can dunk, mm-hmm. but it's just like... He's not box uh, office. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's I not mean, Blake Griffin, I mean, or he wasn't Dwight Howard it, in his prime. Yeah, it wasn't Vince Carter. Sean Kemp used to be in the show. And <laughs> Sean Kemp could dunk, but it was just like, he was an all-star. That's he, not what made him an all-star, yeah, though. Yeah, it was like the all-star team... Back in the day, the All-Star game for the NBA was, we got stars, and the stars participate. Not like, the stars are in the game, but they don't care, and no. they'll, sh- you know, it's just, it, and that's what kind of lost it for me, is when every when people, st- when the stars don't want to participate in no. the skills competitions, that's what bit it for me. I tell you what, though, last night, the NBA All-Star starters were announced, and we had the same captains two years in a row. We've got LeBron and Giannis. This year, LeBron actually has earned it, though, so... We got that going for him. In the Western Conference, the other starters are Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, and James Harden. You like that list? That's a good one. I like that. I th- I'm okay with that. I can't really think off the top of my head anyone that they snubbed or anything. Yeah. Eastern Conference, along with Giannis, Joel Embiid, Kemba Walker, Trey Young, and Pascal Siakam. Interesting. It's quite the roster. Yeah. Very diverse it roster. It is a diverse roster. I mean, Pascal Siakam. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but mm. man, who would have thought? If the, if there's one thing that I like about the NBA, it seems like there's a little more deserving people get in because mm-hmm. in baseball the fans vote and it's all based on name recognition. Mm-hmm. There's so many stars who are having bad years that end up. I'll never forget when Derek Jeter got to be a starter mm-hmm. and at the time was batting two twenty five, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, how does this guy deserve to be a starter? The, the fan All-Star? vote. That's yeah, the beauty of the fan like, vote. Yeah, it's just like no. It's like. Can you just decline and say I'm playing too awful to deserve a spot here? Like Taco Fall a few months ago. Yeah. Taco Fall was like sixth in fan voting for Eastern Conference front court players. He played 11 minutes all season yeah, up to that exactly. point. It's like it's it's just bad. So. I tell you what, that is coming up here shortly. But are you going to watch either of the NHL or NFL All-Star <sighs> Weekends this weekend? I might tune in briefly to the game. Which one? 
Probably the hockey one. Yeah. The the football one has no appeal for me. Whatsoever. I don't even know what channel it's on. Honestly, I don't either. <laughs> I, don't, I know no I pro- network is I know, proud to have it. I know I, I, know it, I should know this, mm-hmm. but nobody cares. It's like I I used to know it was it was on ABC. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it on Fox for a stretch? Probably too? was. Yeah, and it's just like, but now it's like it's been so low down. It's like nobody knows when it's on. I just looked. It's on ESPN. Oops. Oh, I'm getting fired. Oh. <laughs> I think the flagship isn't hearing you right now. Uh, we can hope the bosses, Jimmy Paterno and none of those guys, yeah, whatever, yeah. are hearing, uh, hearing any of that. I tell you what, though, that's all coming up this weekend. Eli Mang, did you see his press conference today? Yeah. Announced that he's announcing his retirement earlier this week, and today actually announced it. Yeah. A preview? you know, he, Basically. Yeah. He didn't announce he was retiring this week. He announced that he was going to announce it, and then he did announce it today. Talk about uh, hyping up your retirement ceremony. <laughs> I'm going to retire eventually at some point this week. I'd Stay like tuned. to announce here on ESPN-UP, I, Tanner Hoops, am announcing that I'm going to retire. I don't know when. I don't know when, but I'm going to do 20, it someday. It could be 20 years, 30 years yeah, from now, yeah, but it could, it's going to happen. It, it's going to happen someday. <laughs> it's not going <laughs> to happen next Friday. Yeah, It's not going to happen today like Eli Manning, but... I'm going to retire someday. People keep listening, just waiting for you to actually announce <laughs> with bated breath. Just feel like, is today the day? Is the, nope. Please, God, let it be today. Nope, nope. Going to leave you hanging for a few more days. It was a good ceremony, though. I was happy yeah, it was to see it. I've always it liked classy. Eli, like and, him, yeah. and he's always been that kind of guy. And now you get the debate. Is he a Hall of Famer? What do you think? He's Eli's like the... I feel like the epitome nowadays of like the borderline. Hall of he is right on the line. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean it's like, and it's so divided. There's some people who are like, you know, he definitely belongs, mm-hmm. and there's some people who are like, there's no way he belongs right. in there. And it's like there's no real in between. It's no. so divisive. I mean, there's guys you can that are close to borderline, but there's no one I don't think more borderline than Eli. You can look and say his numbers were good. He won two Super Bowls, was MVP in both of them. Mm-hmm. He there's are times where he looked really spectacular mm-hmm. as a player but then people are like but there were those years where he was throwing picks all over the place mm-hmm. he looked inconsistent the start of his career wasn't great and you know but you're just like i would say he's done enough to get in let me see if you agree with this is whether he deserves it or not he is going to get in i think he's gonna get he in will too. get in um, I don't know if he's going to be a first ballot. No, guy. no, he won't be a first ballot, no, but he'll but get in. He'll get in. He's got the numbers to do it. He's not going to be the these poor guys who wait like fifteen years to mm-hmm. finally get enshrined and like, and they've got the numbers, but they're like people were so soured on the wide receiver position for mm-hmm. so long, and now they're like actually acknowledging, hey, it's a passing league, like let's yep. pay attention to it, but. Now it's like the running back situation. You have the have to have the numbers to be a running back mm-hmm. in there. I'm a little surprised Edron James hasn't gotten in there yet. A little bit. Yeah. The way that the culture was back then, or at least when he retired. Yeah. This is before, you know, it became pass-happy Colts. Mm-hmm. They actually had a good running game. Um, well, Marlon Mack's not bad. Marlon Mack's not bad. But, um, but getting back to Eli, I think he's... The two Super Bowls and the clutch performances, because he can lead game-winning drives. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, it's. I think that's what's going to push him over the top. I think second or third he gets in. I tell you what, um, Drew Brees and several others have been saying you can't write the story of the NFL without Eli Manning, which 
is true, but that's not an argument to put someone in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I will say that. I mean, because you can't write the story then of Elvin without Joe Flacco. I mean, if we're yeah, going to use that, that, logic, that yeah. logic, yeah. So I don't necessarily like that argument. He's won the two Super Bowls. He didn't necessarily play great in either of those Super Bowls. I will say that. But it de- it's how you define a Hall of Famer because while he didn't have career games in either of those Super Bowls, he was big at the right moments. Yeah. He was an all-star when he needed to be in yeah. the right moments to help him win that game. So do you define uh, overall consistent greatness throughout most of your career, which he probably wasn't? I mean, he had some great moments, yeah, yeah. but sustained throughout the majority of his career, probably not. Or do you define it as coming up big in the biggest moments? Because that's what he did throughout most of his career. And, I mean, for most of his career, he really was not the guy that you wanted if you were a defense with the ball in his hands in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, he was a clutch quarterback. And those two Super Bowls he won, he made the throws. He mm-hmm. made the throw to Tyree. He found Burris in the end zone to beat the undefeated Patriots. You go to the other one, he found Manningham on the sideline with a dime <laughs> throw. I don't know if you've if you've seen the replay enough, mm-hmm. but, like, it literally drops in his hands mm-hmm. as he's about to fall out. I saw the replay this morning. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a great throw, and it just shows his ability to finish the job, and that's what he was you know, known for, those two Super Bowls and getting the job done when you need to. No, and I get that he did lead the NFL in interceptions I three know, straight years. He was never an all-pro. He never led the NFL in any season, any positive category. But I wouldn't say he's a stat collector when you look at his positive stats because, I mean, he's seventh in – uh, career passing touchdowns. He's top 10 in almost everything, even the positive categories. And he's done this playing 15 and a half seasons. I mean, that's that's not a stat collector guy to me. I mean, he's had longevity. He's had yeah. the benefit of that, absolutely. Never missing a game due to injury, being an Iron Man, which is underrated, but yeah. I don't know if that's, pro- or if that's Hall of Fame criteria. That being said, there are guys that have been in the league longer than him, had longer careers, and still haven't gotten to top ten in most categories. Yeah, it's. I think the fact, the longevity, the clutch performances, the Super Bowl wins, because there's so many people who judge athletes by mm-hmm. championships, and by that logic, he should be a first by <laughs> Yeah, by that logic, he should be in Aaron Rodgers shouldn't. Yeah, you know, he's got two, Aaron doesn't. Joe Flacco should be a Hall of Famer <laughs> by that logic. Joe Flacco and Aaron Rodgers are in the same par. Mark Rippon should be a Hall of Famer <laughs> based on that logic. <laughs> Trent Dilfer's in that, <laughs> that conversation. Yeah, I mean, there's, but there's some people who, that's their thing. How many Super Bowls have you won? You know, have you won a championship? That And it's like, by, it's so stupid <laughs> if that's your whole criteria. You ever notice that during Eli's postseason trips, it was all or nothing for him? He was there six times, he won it all twice, and the other four times it was one and done. Yeah. It's either all or nothing. Who was it? Um, they were talking about it at Levitard earlier today. Somebody was criticizing Chris Carter for, oh, what was it, that he, whatever number of catches he had, I mean, he had so many touchdowns, but whoever's criticizing him was like, well, they're only touchdowns. You didn't have any catches besides that. And just sounded so stupid by making that <laughs> argument. All this guy does. That? I can't remember either, but all this guy does is score. What's that about? <laughs> How come he doesn't have any enough first downs, you know, or meaningless dump passes? What's that about? I mean, I mean, are people aware just how dense they sound mm-hmm. when they make statements like that? I don't oh, know who I it wish was, I knew but, who that was. Yeah. I'll look it up during the break, but yeah. I tell you what. Uh, he will get in. He yeah, will he get will, in. Yeah. I mean, people say it was, you know, he's in because of two fluke performances. One Super Bowl maybe could be a fluke. Two's yeah. not. Yeah. Two's not. No. 
I tell you what, though, we're coming up on our next break. We'll take it now when we come back. Friday funnies are still coming up, and Antonio Brown is having a much different Pro Bowl weekend this year than he was last year. Next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Steeg with you. Glad you're along as always. By the way, it was Buddy Ryan who made that argument about Chris Carter and how all he does is catch touchdowns. Doesn't do anything else. And how that was a negative. Yep. All this guy does is score. Who cares? Who cares what Buddy Ryan thinks about Chris Carter? I mean, think apply that to different sports. Mm-hmm. All this guy does is score goals. <laughs> he doesn't have any assists. He doesn't have enough assists. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, basketball. Pff. I mean, what, what's this? <laughs> Points? How many block shots does he have? I mean, it's just it's so dumb. That's basically like Kobe. Yeah. That would be like criticizing Kobe for only having points. Yeah. No assists. Although people did criticize him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here's your Sports Center update. LSU and head football coach Ed Orgeron agreed to a six year, uh, $42 million extension that will keep him in Baton Rouge through 2026. 15 year old Coco Goff upset defending tournament champion Naomi Osaka at the Australian Open. Meanwhile, Federer survived in a five set tiebreaker day. Coco Goff is 15 years old and she has beaten Naomi Osaka. She's beaten Serena Williams at two major tournaments. And she couldn't even get in the car and go celebrate. How sad is that? I mean, she likes Chick-fil-A. She says her parents drive her to Chick-fil-A after tournaments and everything. But, like, she can't even drive yet. And look what she's done. Yeah. It makes you feel like, what did I what do? What have I done? Yeah. What did I do at 15? Not as much. <laughs> I, I wasn't winning tennis tournaments no, I like wasn't. that. No, I was I was... I was in class, getting A's in class, and playing sports with my friends, but nowhere near at the level of that. I think I did play in a tennis tournament when I was 15. Really? I got out of the first round, then I lost in a tiebreaker after that. Huh. So not, not nothing quite on par with like what yeah, Coco yeah, Golf yeah, is yeah, doing. Yeah. But, but you know what? At least I can go down the street, and I can buy myself you know, what, to whatever restaurant I want. I can go yeah. buy whatever I want. Yeah. yeah. I drove to Subway for lunch today. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. You can do that, Coco Golf. <laughs> no, I can no. do that. And finally, the first ever fish tank was created in China in 1369 when the emperor ordered a porcelain company to create a custom-made specific bathtub where he could store his goldfish. How about that? How about that? There's a lot of stuff, obscure facts out there, and it's like porcelain. Well, it is, that was their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they invented it, so yeah, it makes sense. Porcelain was the original fish tank, a porcelain tub that was made specifically... To hold goldfish. Imagine doing that, <laughs> taking your porcelain bathtub and use it as a fish tank. He probably could. I wonder what his bathtub was like, like what the Emperor's was. Oh, probably pristine. It had to be. I mean, if it was like, it had to be so much bigger. I wonder if there's anything nicer in porcelain. This is probably like the William Howard Taft tub, you know, <laughs> where like you have to accommodate like someone that's just so wide mm-hmm. and the length is great. I mean, you felt like royalty in your bathtub. The fish got their own bathtub back in the day. Yeah. Because the emperor said so. Yeah. How would you like to be the guy that's, you know, making your living, cutting your teeth, making a tub for fish? Like, there was no such thing as fish tanks back then. It wasn't a thing. And you were making a tub when you're probably showering in one of those, you know, you you don't have a porcelain tub. Yeah, you I'm don't have a porcelain say. tub. But you're, you're making, making some for goldfish. Yeah. That, that's got to be a blow. <laughs> Unless you're getting paid a good chunk of cash, which I'm guessing he wasn't. No, probably not. Yeah. 
Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Glad you're along as always. A very different Pro Bowl weekend for Antonio Brown this year than it was a season ago. Last year, he went down to Orlando. I guess he was still committing crimes, I guess, because he went to a restaurant and then left without paying. How much was it in his tab? I don't even remember. It was it was, it was at least five figures. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it was, but then, uh, yeah, he just left the restaurant without paying, and he's got the money to do so, so I don't know why he did it. Mm-hmm. This year, he is, uh, well, he's out of jail now. He's out on bail. He turned himself in around midnight last night to the Hollywood, Florida police, and they let him out on bail on the condition that he is going to get a psyche valve, which might be the best thing for him. Which probably should have happened a few months He ago. needs it. He sure sure needs it. It's definitely some clear signs of mental illness Mm -hmm. there and uh someone made the comparison i can't remember who it was and it's like it's very titus young like Mm -hmm. remember titus young and all his issues kind of reminds me of that tell you what it does doesn't it (laughs) i never put that together yeah but i tell you what antonio brown (laughs) continues to do his thing i was wondering yesterday i was speculating here on the show what if he ends up in the same cell as gritty because gritty's under investigation too you know yeah i heard that uh, some thinks this guy's just looking for a payday. You think? I think he is. Like, I, well, and the thing is, why do you wait two months to say anything? And here's the funny thing. There's photos of the guy with his arm around Gritty mm-hmm. and having a grand old time with it and swearing, I'm never going to go to a Flyers <laughs> game again. And then there's photos of him at a Flyers game after he said that. It's just like, I think he's honestly just trying to find money. Have you found is. any article that actually lists the guy's name who's in the costume? No. Because it always says Gritty, and it's yeah, only pictures of yeah. Gritty. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know if this is a PR thing, but it is hilarious. And it's and it's also, are people aware that there's actually a man in there? Mm-hmm. That Gritty is not a real person. Mm-hmm. He's, <laughs> there's, it's a man in a costume. Or a woman in a costume. Yeah. It could be some, there's a human being inside that costume. Not like Gritty's a, like creature that comes alive, you know? How perfect would it be though if they just take him to jail if you know he was found to be guilty and he's still in costume yeah he's photographed holding the little thing that says you know gritty inmate number whatever whatever mm-hmm. and then they put him in a cell with antonio brown but that'd be something wouldn't else. it be fun <laughs> i don't think gritty talks so i feel uh, like he just kind of like he does it. crazy antics though he does do crazy antics and so does antonio brown so yeah. they get along pretty well in the jail who would, cell. Be, who would put on who would put on the most entertaining show in the jail cell <laughs> I'd say probably gritty because it'd be more like upbeat right. and uh, a little more positive and not sad. Like he'd bring his Astros garbage can with him and bang <laughs> it with a hammer or something like that. So he just doesn't he seem like an orange furry grimace? It's from what it McDonald's. Is. Yeah. yeah, he basically is. It's, I mean, when he came out, I was like, "What is it?" Because <laughs> you know, teams really stick with you know what their team name is if it's mm-hmm. an animal or they find a creature or they'll be like the wild and make up a creature yeah. <laughs> you know just find something like that's native to the area i mean you look at i mean the vancouver canucks they have an orca whale mm-hmm. you know the, you know something that's in the vicinity the flyers just are like we're gonna take grimace and make him orange just <laughs> basically what it is give him a lot more fur give him some fur maybe really wide eyes mm-hmm. yeah what is the wild mascot like his name's like Nordy or it's Nordo. Nordy. Nordy. Okay. What is he? Is it's, it, a, it's it's a play on the wild logo. I know. I, I, and I don't the, know what that is either. It's like a bear slash mountain lion slash. I don't know what it is. I thought he looked like a leopard. I don't even know if they have those in Minnesota. No, they don't. I don't think so. But it yeah, looks like one. Yeah, it's. It's weird, and when they made the wild logo, I mean, they tried to make it like a par- like a 
it's a wilderness that like mm-hmm. the mouth is the river and the trees are its hair I can, or the eyes are the North star. It's, I don't know. It's just weird. Did you like that name when they announced that? No, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> I still think it's stupid. <laughs> what was your pick? Um, I can't remember. I, I, I know the freeze was a name. I don't know if I'd like that. Uh, it just sounds uh, weird. Yeah, it, I think I had like something like, <sighs> I actually would prefer the Voyagers because it mm. came down to like that and the Wild. I mm. think of the Fountain, and at least the Voyagers are like humans. Yep. You know, you can make a mascot. You could like put a guy with like a fur coat, <laughs> like a sure. like a yeah. I mean, it makes sense, you know. But that, oh, whatever. The Minnesota Wild. Nope. I mean, does any does with NHL mascots, kids flock to them. Mm. Like when Louie was in Calumet, the Blues Bear, people love Louie. Yep. And like Stormy the Pig for the Hurricanes, one of my favorite sure. mascots. People love that. I mean, but like Nordy, people, kids don't aren't attracted to <laughs> Nordy because they don't know what he is. So anyway. What is the scariest mascot? Oh, boy. I don't even know if it's the New Jersey Devil. I don't even know if he's scary. Do you remember though when the Pelicans first came out with their Pelican? Oh, jeez. <laughs> that fearsome nightmare-looking pelican, where you're like, "Who designed this? It'll haunt your dreams." Oh, basically, man, like, we could do something on this. What oh, is then, the most terrifying? And then there mascot? was someone had the king baby. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just like, well, it's to entertain the children. You're scaring the children. <laughs> what are you doing here? You know. So this is gonna bother me because I just can't decide what is the scariest mascot. You know, I have a blanket. That was actually given to me by the Minnesota Wild. What they saw me when I was in I was in the hospital in the University of Minnesota one time, I had a surgery there, and the Wild just happened to be there that day. So a bunch of the players come in, and it was like Spurgeon and Zucker and uh Pominville, I think was one of those guys, and they come in and you know, they give me this blanket. Oh, it's Stahl was the other one, whichever okay. one was playing for him back then. And they give me this blanket with all the NHL mascots on it, and I'm just like Thanks. I didn't know you carried these around, but no, this is cool. Yeah. I still got it. Well, hey. Yeah, it's on my chair. I was watching TV with it earlier. Well, when you go when you go home, look and find out where the, <laughs> what the scariest mascot is. Yeah, I'll come back on. I'll report what is the scariest <laughs> NHL mascot. Say it during the, we- the, we- the Westwood game tonight. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, by the way, I did my research. Here's the scariest mascot. <laughs> we have a good game coming yeah, up tomorrow yeah. uh, tonight at Westwood, I should yeah, say, though. By the way, one. 7 o'clock pregame, 7.15 tip on ESPN-UP. And our coaches show is coming back right after this. And you can hear from both those coaches, Kirk Corcoran and Mike O'Donnell, during that coaches show. Do you want to do uniforms? Uniforms. NFL? Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that for so you. So I brought up, I suggested as a topic today. Um, yeah, Ryan came up with this yeah, part. Yeah, I came up with yeah. He did my job for me. Yes, I contribute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, for those who didn't know, uh, the San Francisco 49ers get into a uniform dispute with Goodell in the league. Um each year it alternates between the AFC and the NFC and who's the home team. Two years ago, it, uh, the Patriots were, and they decided to wear white because of, you know, they were more successful and they were white in the Super Bowl. Then last year's the Rams. They chose their home blue uniforms. This year it's the Chiefs, and the Chiefs picked their red ones. But San Francisco wanted to have their own kind of uniform pick, and they wanted to wear their color rush all-white uniforms. Mm. Well... The NFL did not like that idea and squashed it. So they're going to be wearing white with their gold pants, their typical road uniforms. But I'm just like, is it really that big of a deal? Exactly. What's the danger in that? The icy whites? That'll look cool. Yeah. I mean, it would add a little something Mm -hmm. to it. I mean, back, you know, when the Niners beat the Chargers, 
Those were their 75 season uniforms. <laughs> it was the 75th anniversary of the NFL, so everybody had their retro uniforms. Mm-hmm. And they wore white pants, and they wore those in the Super Bowl. And now apparently the NFL is just like, well, we don't like that idea. We don't, we don't want creativity. We don't, we want, don't like fun. Yeah. No fun. Adamant, adamantly no fun. Wow. And I'm just like, it really isn't that big of a deal. I mean, the only problem is if, like, San Francisco wanted to wear red, too. I mm-hmm. mean, then I could say saying no, but right. it's just like this has no effect on it. That's what the team wanted to wear. I mean, San- Kansas City got to make their pick. San mm-hmm. Francisco can make their pick. It's Now, if you wanted – if your team was in the Super Bowl, what uniform would you want them to wear? That's another thing mm. I came up with. Like, if the Lions were the Super Bowl, would the fans want them to wear blue or they want them to wear their color rush silver. Ooh. You know? What, if the Vikings are in the Super Bowl, straight up purple? Or do you want to wear the purple with white? Or do you want the all rush purple? Packers, I want the all whites. The all whites? Icy whites. That looks good. Yeah. I like the Packers all white uniforms. Those look cool. It'd be cool if they did all gold. Yeah. I just want to see how that look. Um, Don't do those ugly throwbacks. No, no, the not the terrible ones. That the, those look horrendous, mm. and you'd look terrible in Super Bowl photos. Even if you won, you'd be mm. like, nobody wants a photo of that. <laughs> so, but yeah, it got me thinking. If the NFL, you know, eventually, you know, gets their head out of the mud and mm. enjoys fun again, you have. Uh, what would you like your team to be? And honestly. I, I, the all purples would be fun for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, some teams' color rush uniforms just don't look good. No. Like the Jaguars is mustard, <laughs> like a weird looking mm-hmm. uniform that looked terrible. But some of them look really sharp. So that's a. If listeners are listening, if your team makes the Super Bowl, what uniform combination would you want? You know, and we've talked about how much we like alternate jerseys, third jerseys, what have you. I can't think of one for the Chiefs that would actually look good because I've seen like fan jerseys where they have a black, you know, a black alternate jersey or even a gold jersey, and those both just look disgusting. Like, yeah, the Chiefs don't have a good. The third Chiefs jersey. don't have. A, the Chiefs should be in red, yep. or they'll wear their white ones if they were the road team. But like. Other teams look really sharp mm-hmm. with their with either color rush or their retro jerseys, and uh, I just think the Niners wearing all white would not have really been a fan. Oh, it would it had been good. Yeah. yeah, fans would be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Nobody would be like, you know, this is messing with tradition. You know, they should be wearing gold. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's like just let the teams have fun with it too, and uh, the NFL doing what it annually does and be sticks in the mud. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Let's take our last time out. Friday Funnies next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Whatever you may have missed from today's show is available on demand with The Sports Pen podcast on ESPN-UP. Get it from the Apple iStore, Google Play, or look at ESPNUP.com for more on demand. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stig with you. Glad that you're along as always. Every week we close Fridays with the Friday Funnies. Ryan, what do you have this week? Let's start with this one. If a Missouri man is is, pretend, is arrested and for pretending to be former pitcher Omar Olivares, mm. former Cardinal, former Angel pitcher, he was scamming people with fake autographs by pretending to be Omar Olivares. Oh, nice. Well, you pretend to be someone I've heard of. That's what my question was. That's what makes it funny. Is like, what made you settle on this guy? I mean, somebody. Fam- I mean, is anybody really wanting Omar Olivares's <laughs> autograph? And he's going to pay for it. Yeah, but he apparently made a good chunk of cash yeah. for it. So 
Details have yet to emerge, but the questions are all over the place. What made him pick that guy? How much was he able to get for them? What was his method or motivation for this? And it's just... So, why Omar Olivares is my question. And, you know, if that's a crime, someone would probably have a case against Stugatz. You know that whole story, right? You know, how he works in... uh, He did work for the Marlins at one point in the ticket office, and then they won the World Series back in the day. And he got a ring, even though, you know, he was a ticket office guy. He still got a ring. Well, his real name is John Wiener. The backup catcher for the team at the time was John Wainer. So Stugatz goes around to pick up women by <laughs> showing them the World <laughs> Series ring, claiming to be the Marlins' backup catcher. Yeah. So, yeah. He'd I'm, get away with it, I guess. Yeah, but this good guy, apparently not. But he's made a good chunk of cash, but mm. now was arrested for it. <laughs> um, so, George Kittle, have you seen the photo of him wearing Jimmy G's image? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For those who didn't see it, George Kittle of the Niners wore a T-shirt after during the NFC Championship game during the celebration. He's wearing a T-shirt with a picture of a shirtless Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo has a shirt with George Kittle's face on it. Mm. What makes Kittle's funnier is he's got it autographed by Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> It's a photo of a shirtless, his shirtless quarterback with an autograph on it. That's what he was wearing to celebrate. That's how you know they have a good relationship. That's why they work so well, the quarterback-tight end relationship. Yeah. I think if more quarterbacks and tight ends had T-shirts like that, maybe they'd be more effective in the playoffs. I feel like Andrew Luck and Jack Doyle would take it a step further. They'd have, like, matching tattoos. Oh, very much They so. were the best friend. They were oh, the yeah. best of friends, as you can get in the NFL. Yeah. Do you see Richard Sherman and Darrell Darrell Revis? Oh yeah, beef. What what was that about? That was bizarre. Well, Darrell Revis was criticizing Richard Sherman and saying he only plays on one side of the field and doesn't follow the top receiver the whole game. Mm -hmm. Richard Sherman, who's one of the best trash talkers ever, fires back and saying, "Well, enjoy the view of your coach. I'm going to (laughs) go win a Super Bowl," and um, also zings him on grammar Mm because Revis spelled "accept" wrong, and he said it's "accept," not "accept." (laughs) And then Sherman also. Also shows he goes. Hey, remember this moment? It shows a photo of Revis getting torched by a Bills receiver, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just. I mean, Darrell Revis is trying to be a decent trash talker, and then you're going up against the best one in the league. And just, why, why is he doing that? Why take a shot at Richard? Sherman? I feel like it's just. I think he was trying to say I'm better than Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, it's like he's still playing. You're not. It's like you're on your couch complaining about stuff it's just i always preferred richard sherman though if but. somebody put a gun to my head and said i needed to name a bills receiver the last <laughs> 10 years prior to this season and said you know that's what my life depended on i couldn't do it the only one i, I can do of, it lee evans is the one that pops into he's my a head. tight end yeah so i mean if they were who specific, are these people <laughs> but yeah that was the fun debate on twitter is richard sherman winning the debate just by you know, making fun of Darrell Weavers. The last Bills receiver I can even think of that didn't or isn't on the current roster is Peerless Price. It's From been Tennessee. that long. <laughs> it's way been, back then. Peyton Manning's old favorite target. Um, here's f- something funny. Uh, UFC 246 broadcast mm. just goes to show how far Baker's fallen. They're showing through in the crowd all these NFL personalities there. They completely ignore Baker Mayfield sitting, like, right near the ring. And and 
I don't know if they didn't recognize him or they don't think he's vital to the league anymore. But he's dressed like like a like Bob Dylan. Is basically <laughs> he's got this weird hat on. He's got a scarf and he's just like. Looking like he came from a folk music festival, <laughs> but I don't know if they didn't recognize him or what. But it was it was funny to see a, an actual well-known quarterback completely bypassed by the camera. That and the South Park look, the, the South Park look. <laughs> I like that. Um, how do you feel about Starburst? I like him. What's the best Starburst? That's tough. Um, probably either red or yellow. Well, T.J. Watt tweeted out that pink he goes pink and yellow starbursts are the best combination mm. jj watt says you should be kicked out of the family for even <laughs> considering yellow starbursts so starburst is a debate that people are really heated on mm. like ask anybody their favorite starbursts and people have their favorite starbursts mm -hmm. like oh i hate yellow i hate red i hate orange but i love pink or i love orange or stuff like that everybody has their favorite and now there's a Watt family dispute over yellow starburst. Yellow and pink wouldn't be the combination. No, for that's me, not though. the one I would go with. It depends what kind of guy you are, because the juiciest flavors are red and orange, and if you're into oh, that, yeah. they're easily juicier than the other two. Yeah, I will die on that hill. Yeah. So if you like juicy starburst, go with those. If mm. you're like, ah, I just like a little flavor, then yeah. go with the other ones. Yeah. And some are great combinations, and some are terrible. Mm -hmm. So I can understand JD's dispute that you know. You should be kicked out of the family for even considering that combination. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll end with these two. The first one, the prop bets are coming up. Mm. And someone asks, will J-Lo show butt cleavage during the halftime mm. show? Isn't that a great one? They get the weirdest prop bets, but that's actually a popular one right now. And it's probably going to happen, too. Yeah. Just knowing J-Lo. It's split right now on if it's going to happen. I'd probably put money down on it. Yeah, but... Since it's Jennifer Lopez, there's a good shot for mm -hmm. it. But that's now currently the most popular prop bet. Now they all wow. haven't come out yet because mm -hmm. you know it's you know still a week away. But that's one of the I first love ones. Super Bowl prop yeah, bets. They're the best, and I, I write a column about prop bets next week, so that'll be coming out. But I'm in it with this because I thought you'd appreciate it. Mm. A German company has now decided they're going to make liquor flavored yogurt. They've they're making gin and tonic flavored yogurt and pink. Elderflower, pink gin elderflower favorite yogurt. Why'd that make you think of me? I don't drink gin and tonic. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking you'd appreciate it. I, feel I like. mean, alcohol flavored yogurt is that? It's now it's only point five percent alcohol, but the fact that there's alcohol flavored yogurt and gin and tonic flavored, which I'm wondering how that's going to work. I'd I'd try an IPA flavored yogurt. Yeah, oh. but I'm like. Can you make gin and tonic flavored really anything? I mean, that's my, it's like, I mean, it's a, it's a good drink, but mm. can you really make a flavor out of it? That's, that's a real thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But there's a German, it's apparently really popular it's, in, yep, Germany. overseas mm -hmm. in England. It's really popular. So, cause that gin and tonic is apparently the most popular drink in the UK. So, I can believe that. There you go. It sounds sounds Britishy, well, but the well, Germans, I tell you what, if anyone can make that happen, it's them. I thought they'd do beer yogurt first, but apparently <laughs> that's what they're going with: gin and tonic and pink gin and elderflower yogurt. Oktoberfest yogurt. Yeah, a little early, but that's they're already getting a jump on it. So there you go. <laughs> Dana Hoops, Ryan Stieg, with you. With that, we're hitting the five o'clock hour. Appreciate you being here, Ryan. Yep. What do we need to know about the Mining Journal and what's coming up in it? Well, I have a column coming up this week. Uh, um, 
and I will be <laughs> watching hockey. <laughs> That'll come out on on Monday morning. Um, but uh, I'll be tweeting out, you know, stuff like that. And uh, you know, um, Ryan Spitz will be at Nagani Westwood. That'll be the big he- that'll Maybe be the too. big feature. Mm-hmm. And you will be there too. So those will be the big ones. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Back on Monday, four Eastern, three Central. Until then, I'm Tanner Hoops for Ryan Stieg on ESPN UPWZM, Ishpeming Marquette.